Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Luca Zullo, Senior Director of Science and Technology with the Agricultural Utilization Research Institute. Luca, let's begin with an overview on a, on a study that you're working on involving ethanol-derived hydrogen. Yes. Uh, we, are, uh, we have been involved with Minnesota Corn Research and Promotion Council to look at alternative uses of ethanol. Obviously, ethanol is widely used as a as a feedstock for, uh, as a blend stock actually for gasoline. And uh, most of the gasoline sold in the United States contains up to 10% ethanol, uh, thus reducing the carbon intensity of the of the gasoline. But we have been looking for alternative uses uh, in uh, also in the renewable energy space. And ethanol, like any other um, organic compound, can be converted into hydrogen by a process called uh, steam reforming. And steam reforming typically is used, used with natural gas, but um, it can be used with ethanol. And thus we can pro- produce hydrogen. And, uh, and uh, hydrogen is considered a very important, um, an extremely important tool for uh, the future uh, in terms of uh, allowing us to decarbonize our economy. And that is the reason for our study. Luca, expand a little bit on why AURI wants to develop new uses for ethanol what's the the incentive well the incentive is that we are trying to um we are trying to to expand the use of one expand the use of ethanol uh we we can produce more ethanol than what we consume today but also as a, a, a lot of industrial sector including transportation move away from uh, uh from uh, from fossil fuel hydrogen is considered a, a, pot- a potential substitute uh, of, uh, of fossil fuel in certain parts of transportation. We're talking about electrification, but there is still the idea of using hydrogen for certain application in transportation, like uh, heavy-duty transportation, for instance. And uh, we believe that uh, ethanol could be an alternative uh, to, or not necessarily alternative in terms to replace, but certainly can complement other technologies like hyd- electrolysis, um, to provide a supply of clean um, hydrogen to these new emerging sectors. So that's probably the biggest advantage here when we talk about ethanol-derived hydrogen compared to natural gas-derived hydrogen. Correct. It would be it would be basically a green uh, green ethanol with much reduced carbon intensity compared to natural gas-derived hydrogen. I don't know how easy it is to explain the science here, but uh, give it a shot, Luca, as far as how ethanol is converted into hydrogen. What's the process like? Well, the process says we start with hydrogen and water, and uh, they they are put under some uh, high te- relatively high temperature and pressure over a catalyst. A catalyst is a solid uh, is a solid material that typically contains some metal and um, on a ceramic um, uh, matrix, and that uh, promotes uh, the reaction, which in which case is really breaking up the breaking up the methanol molecules into their elemental constituency. Most organic comp- uh, compounds, and ethanol is no exception, are made up of uh, carbon and hydrogen. And in the case of ethanol, we have some oxygen. And uh, 
by doing this process, we break it up and what we obtain is some carbon, uh, some carbon dioxide, some water and some hydrogen. Now we we produce some carbon dioxide, but this is like the carbon dioxide we produce if we were burning the ethanol in an internal combustion engine. Is That carbon is young carbon that comes from the corner, so it's not uh, as a much lower impact on the greenhouse gas uh, uh, formation. In reading about your research, you talk about fuel cells. How, how do those work, and what are some of the benefits of a fuel cell that uses ethanol-derived hydrogen? Uh, fuel cells are, uh, are, uh, are basically a device that converts uh, hydrogen into electricity. So you take uh, hydrogen and, uh, and, it and it converts into electricity, and what you get as, the, as an exhaust is just water. The fuel cell is really agnostic on where the hydrogen comes from. Uh, the hydrogen could come from steam, steam reforming of natural gas, could be from steam reforming of ethanol, could be from electrolysis. The fuel cell does not really care. Um, but, uh, but the advantage here in this case is that uh, having an hydrogen that has lower carbon intensity, the whole process has lower carbon intensity. The fuel cell per se doesn't pollute. And obviously, as you produce electricity, that electricity could be is used for any other application where we would use electricity. One interesting application of fuel cell is that um, could be used for uh, driving a locomotive or a large uh, um, semi-trailer, for instance. Those are applications for which uh, uh, there is questionable, it's questionable whether batteries will ever be available uh, given the weight of the batteries, while electrification of of vehicles, of you know, cars and family cars with batteries is obviously happening today. Um, the amount of batteries required to provide the energy needed by um, uh, by a by a locomotive, for instance, or a large semi-trailer is is is, is, is might make those applications a bit more challenging. You might end up transporting a lot of of the weight might be actually in batteries, and therefore is where application like stored hydrogen plus uh, the fuel cell might be a better alternative to electri uh, for electrification. Obviously, you need to produce the hydrogen somehow, and uh, you and ethanol provides a, a solution. Now, the interesting thing about this is that hydrogen also needs to be transported, but hydrogen is very light, and transporting hydrogen can require to compress the gas to extremely high pressure, and even there, the relatively you know the relatively small. Uh, volumes that you transport may become transportation very expensive. And we don't have a big infrastructure to transport ethanol uh, via pipe, uh, sorry, um, hydrogen via pipeline. For these applications, uh, we believe that transporting ethanol and then converting at the delivery point, so the gas say the hydrogen filling station into hydrogen may be very convenient. And this is really an aspect we are looking into. Could these fuel cells be used in other green energy projects like solar or wind? Yes, most definitely they could. And another idea that we're exploring to look at the economics and the, and the uh, overall technical feasibility would be to use uh, hydrogen fuel cells to complement existing uh, renewable electricity plants. Renewable electricity typically is produced by wind and solar. Neither one uh, is available 24 by 7. Um, and, and so typically either at night you don't have solar, uh, solar or some wind sometimes doesn't blow. 
And the idea would be to provide a continuity group. So when uh, the wind goes down, you could kick on your, uh, uh, with hydrogen coming from ethanol, you could kick on uh, your fuel cell and complement that, therefore balancing those variability of load that you have in those uh, um, renewable electricity plants. I was tempted to ask this up front when we talked about new uses for ethanol, but when you think about how this technology could impact ethanol markets, Luca, what kind of an impact are we potentially looking at? Well, potentially it could be very large. Today, uh, today, as I said, about 10% uh, of the, the gasoline that we buy in the United States is actually ethanol. So we have a fairly large market, but we have the ability to produce much more ethanol uh, that, uh, that we can produce today. Not only there is more capacity in the ground in terms of production plant, but we have also the ability to grow more corn. And, uh, and so I think that if you are successful, we can actually expand the demand for ethanol while at the same time, the demand of liquid gasoline and, and therefore the demand of ethanol as a blend stock might longer term not be growing and in a very long term even diminishing. So with this research, what are next steps and what might we expect in the next few weeks, months and years? Well, we have proven uh, the, so far we have proven the technical feasibility and it can be done. And now we are working with some technical partner looking at the possibility, try to understand better the economics uh, and where we are in the state in, in terms of commercialization. And uh, we are putting together a business plan uh, for uh, uh, potentially with uh, uh, partners in the transportation arena to, to, put together as a, exactly what I mentioned before, I would, you know, um, a, an hydrogen filling station that is, that is, uh, fi that is, uh, fueled by ethanol that is converted on site into hydrogen and ideally to provide fuel to, um, to either heavy duty vehicles like, uh, trucks or, uh, or city buses. And this obviously would fit very well a model of hub and spoke where the vehicles go back to a central location, of, you know, after they have, uh, they have completed their duty, and then they can be easily refilled. This technology certainly sounds like it, it fits right into the whole climate smart narrative that we're hearing from the Biden administration, whether it's the Inflation right. Reduction Act or the next farm bill, any types of uh, incentives, tax credits that could help further this type of uh, research? Yes, absolutely. So the Inflation Reduction Act has, um, has uh, established a, a variety of incentives for the production of green hydrogen. And we do believe that those uh, incentives uh, will be available for this type of production. And they're going to be very, uh, very important to promote uh, this technology and allow us to scale it up. Luca, what else about this ethanol-derived hydrogen uh, is important to include in our conversation today? Well, I, I think that uh, what I want to stress is that uh, this is a very broad um, area, the whole area of hydrogen economy. And, um, you know, there are going to be a lot of solutions. So there's going to be electrolytic hydrogen. There is going to be done with renewable electricity directly. There are going to be other hydrogen sources. And we believe this is, is uh, not necessarily the green hydrogen solution, but it's going to be one of the many green hydrogen solutions that will emerge. And we will, and we think that we can leverage a, a, a very 
a very wide and very good infrastructure that we have built that um, in for ethanol production, which has proven to provide a great value for our farming community. And we believe this will, will keep on doing that in the future. Or speaking on behalf of Minnesota Corn, would you mind touching on the importance of partnering with them and the type of support that they've been providing? Yeah, Minnesota Corn Research and Promotion Council has been extremely helpful in this project. They are um, they have a long-term vision on uh, on making sure that uh, uh, the corn uh, market remains viable and can continue to provide value to their uh, to their farmer and to the rural community. And so this really fits into their vision of looking always to new uh, potential applica- uh, application and uses. And of course, they do that in a lot of different uh, segments, not only energy. But this is very close to the, I think, to some of the key area of corn utilization. Uh, 40% of the corn uh, that we grow in the United States is used for for energy, and uh, we want to keep that way. For anyone listening that would like to learn more about this, uh, where would you direct them? Well, the Department of Energy, although doesn't speak specifically about ethanol to hydrogen, has some really good introductory websites where uh, there is a lot of good information about the hydrogen economy and how hydrogen can be used to decarbonize a variety of uh, of industrial sector. And I've just talked about transportation, but even but let we haven't even discussed about the role of hydrogen to make synthetic fertilizer to uh, reduce the carbon intensity of very important industries like steel making. And so all those are, are open to us. Uh, we're very optimistic that we're going to bring good results. And, uh, you know, again, we're very grateful to the Minnesota Corner Promotion Council for their leadership and uh, and, uh, and ability to, uh, to, to help us implementing this vision. To learn more about research supported by Minnesota Corn, visit mncorn.org.